Hey guys, Wes and Ryan here letting you know that this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast is brought to you in part by Homefield, the premium collegiate apparel brand based right here in the United States of America out of Indianapolis just up the road. And these guys, they, they helped us as a sponsor last week. They're, they're a sponsor this week as well, going to be a sponsor here for a little bit. And the reason we are so, so happy about this, guys, is this company is awesome. You hear this kind of stuff a lot. Um, but the, these kind of vintage college shirts have been all the rage now for a while. That trend's not going anywhere. And Homefield is perhaps the very best company that does this. And these guys on Saturday opened up their Tennessee account. So you can go to homefieldapparel.com and they got 15 things to choose from on that site. And these are a lot of things. And when you talk about vintage stuff, a lot of people have this vintage stuff, but what makes Homefield different is they dig through the archives and the history of each school that they partner with. They find unique logos, mascots, and they in moments to make really thoughtful decisions about what they put on these shirts for this school. And for Tennessee, they got 15 pieces of apparel, including t-shirts, hoodies, crew neck sweatshirts, all kinds, all kinds of awesome stuff. And in the past, they've done things with Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, A&M, Wisconsin, Minnesota, UK, a bunch of others. Now they partner with Tennessee, and they're partnering with the Go Vols 24-7. And I'm telling you, I can finally talk about this stuff now. I think we both can, Ryan. Last week, they sent us stuff, and we couldn't really talk about it until it came out. We couldn't really preview anything. Um, but now I can tell you all 15 pieces are out. Uh, you can see the a lot of stuff with the Rifleman on it, a lot of really cool old smoky uniforms, Vol Navy, Pride of the Southland. These things came in. They are super soft. They are super comfortable. And since they came in now, uh, this was uh, last week, uh, my wife, has, who, who is pregnant, she can never find anything comfortable to wear. She wears that sweatshirt every single day now when she gets home. She just puts that sweatshirt back on, and this stuff is really soft and comfortable. It is, and uh, same same thing. My my wife has already uh, claimed the uh, the sweatshirt that came in. She she's a big fan of it. Uh, really soft, comfortable stuff. And uh, this is this is the kind of stuff that's right up my alley. It's it's a lot of sports fans are like the vintage looking stuff, and that's definitely what they have. And it's like you said, it's it's a bunch of unique logos you can't find on on a, on really any other stuff. Uh, there are plenty of Tennessee merchandise out there. Not anything that looks quite like this. And I think you saw that with the the on sale Saturday, a lot of excitement and, the, and some big numbers that, that home field had with this, uh, the launch of this line on Saturday. So uh, obviously a lot of Tennessee fans taking notice of it and uh, rightfully so it's some high quality stuff. And you know, the best part about this guys is right now you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, you can also go, you know, through Facebook, you can go through the socials there through, through Twitter, Instagram, all those other things. But the easiest way is you go to homefieldapparel.com Go click on whatever you want, put it in the cart, and when you go to checkout, put in promo code VOLS247. That's VOLS247, VOLS247, and you get 15% off of your first order. You can go to homefieldapparel.com, click whatever you want in there. doesn't have to be Tennessee, but uh, probably, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably Tennessee. Go in there, click what you want, lots of cool stuff, put it in the cart, click VOLS247 right there at the end for 15% off. That's homefieldapparel.com. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you got drama yet? 
What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Not just me on this episode. We're going to go across town to the uh, the home daycare center of one Ryan Callahan. And Ryan, could you please be so kind as to tell the good people of this podcast, the good people listening to this podcast, why we got a breaking news edition and a big breaking news edition of this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. That's right. As you said, it's a big one. Tennessee has added another player to its 2022 class, and it's a highly ranked, longtime top target, Addison Nichols, the four-star offensive lineman from Greater Atlanta Christian School down in Norcross, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. Picks Tennessee over Ohio State and North Carolina after a, a long, uh, pretty pretty hotly contested at times recruiting battle. Uh, this is a guy who legitimately could have gone to to multiple other places. This is not an example of a of a player falling to Tennessee or anything like that because other teams wouldn't take him. This is, this is a good player could have gone to a lot of different places and, and Tennessee wins out at least in part because he's got some real connections to Tennessee that have, uh, have, I think given the Vols uh, at least an inside track in his recruitment for a while. Now uh, the question was with Tennessee being where it is and having, having some of the problems they've had over the past year, what would a guy like Addison Nichols go to Tennessee or would that stuff be a deterrent to him? He's really connected with Josh Heupel's staff, and at the end of the day, I think this staff did a, did a really good job of selling him on their vision and convincing him that, yes, he can see himself at, at Tennessee. So uh, a, a guy that had a top five of Ohio State, Florida, Georgia, uh, Tennessee, and, uh, and USC ends up picking the Vols. Uh, but this is a guy who grew up in Knoxville a lot because his grandparents live in town. Uh, they're, they're right there in Knoxville. His mom is a Tennessee graduate. So he spent a lot of time growing up, going to Tennessee football games, going to even a basketball camp or two at Tennessee that he's talked about. Uh, he, he, he's familiar with Long's Drug Store, uh, has gone there growing up. So he, he certainly knows Knoxville well, knows Tennessee well. He's the exact type of player we, we've seen Tennessee recruit in the past. You know, everybody mentions Trevor Lawrence, you know, being from the Tri-Cities and growing up liking Tennessee. But, you know, more recently, Tate Ratledge, a guy that grew up liking Tennessee, you know, there have been these guys that had these Tennessee connections and you don't always get them. It's not easy sometimes, especially when they're out of state and when they're this highly ranked. So for Tennessee to go into the Atlanta area again, get a guy like this uh, after making him a priority for six months under the, this new staff. Uh, this is a really big, obviously big recruiting win for Tennessee. Uh, and certainly where this program is, this is sort of a, uh, I, I think, a, a sign of it gives Tennessee some instant credibility, I think, to win a battle like this over some big-time programs. Yeah, and for, for the deets here on Addison Nichols, as you mentioned, from Greater Atlanta Christian School down there, a really good program down there in the Atlanta area. Uh, this is a young man ranked number 107 overall in the 24-7 sports composite, ranked the number three inside offensive lineman in this entire 2022 class. Big, big get, big, big get for Tennessee, and this was one that the Vols absolutely just desperately needed. And, and Ryan, you sort of – Stole my first question earlier, but I'm still going to ask it because I think it's important to, to double down on this point. Tennessee has had a lot. You know, we know the struggles that Tennessee is facing on the trail right now. We know how things ended in the Pruitt era. We know the NCAA is looking around. We know the Vols haven't been a, a legitimate national championship contender in, what, 15 years or so. We, we know the struggles going on with the Tennessee football program. And we know that, that there are challenges out there in recruiting that Tennessee has to face as a result of that. So you mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to double down on it again. Anytime Tennessee has 
a connection to a player, a legitimate connection to a player. Tennessee has to get some of those players because there are a lot of these cases right now where a kid like Nichols, uh, a prospect of this caliber, if he had no connections to Tennessee, this would be a really, really, really difficult climb for the Vols to get in play with a kid like this right now. But because they had something that, that, that helped them get the foot in the door, they were able to, to kind of get in there, sell him on some things, and he, he bought it, and, and, and they got him. How important is it for Tennessee, you know, in this class, going forward for the class after that, anytime they've got a connection like this, to have a decent chance of getting a kid? Yeah, it's a big deal. You, like, as you said, you, you, don't, you don't see Tennessee right now in the discussion with a lot of the top prospects in Georgia. In, in Alabama and states like that because it's it's tough right now and there are obviously state uh, schools in those states that are competing on a national level and, and Tennessee hasn't been recently they've got to change that got to start putting more players in the NFL again got to get past this NCAA mess all that stuff so when you have a to your point a connection uh, whether it's a you know family tie uh, uh, you know a guy that's lived in Tennessee before whatever it is any kind of connection that can help you you got to take advantage of it and this one probably even stronger than most connections, you know, for a guy to be this familiar with Knoxville and this familiar with Tennessee growing up. Uh, th- th- this is someone who's essentially grown up around Tennessee, uh, e- even though he, I-, I wouldn't say it's, it's necessarily one of those situations where he just grew up dreaming of ten- going to Tennessee and couldn't envision himself anywhere else. It-, it definitely wasn't that kind of thing, but he's so familiar with the program and has spent so much time around it that it was easy for him to see himself there. He didn't have to envision what it might be like. It's something he's probably thought about uh, plenty growing up. So uh, no doubt that that helped being close to home helped. Uh, I I think that ended up being at least a little bit of a factor in this one, just the distance. Uh, Not that he wasn't willing to go to places like Ohio State, obviously that are a little further from home for him. But I think USC was a school that really piqued his interest. Uh, he, He went out there on his last official visit in late June. I think really liked USC at the end of the day, he and his family didn't feel as comfortable with the distance uh, as they did with, you know, going places like Tennessee, Ohio state, and North Carolina. So that essentially ruled out USC when at one point, I think they were Tennessee's biggest competition. So I think that really helped Tennessee in the end, being closer to home, having that pitch of being just a short drive away from Atlanta. uh, That, that makes a big difference. That's one of the reasons you can recruit Atlanta if you're Tennessee. So uh, that helped. And, and obviously, uh, just this staff has done a really good job. You know, he, he mentioned back around the coaching change uh, in February when he just had started to get to know Josh Heupel's staff. You know, he was really down on Tennessee. Uh, he, he'd been to Tennessee four, I think, times under Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, you know, he'd visited multiple times earlier in the recruiting process, even before the dead period started last year. He had been there multiple times. He liked that staff pretty well. But with the way things ended with the NCAA cloud, I, I think he just wasn't sure about that whole situation earlier this year. Uh, and, and I think he, he had kind of soured on Tennessee, at least temporarily. That new staff came in and quickly changed his tune to where he's like, okay, I'm open to them still. And then to, to their credit, they did a really good job of recruiting him, got Tennessee right back in it before long. And, and by this spring, it was pretty clear that this was, a, this was a battle Tennessee could win. So give them credit for taking advantage of those connections we talked about and finding a way to get it done in what was a pretty big-time recruiting battle uh, for a while. Ryan, how about Addison Nichols, you know, as a player in terms of – because I know that this was a young man who um, just a couple years ago, not that long ago anyways, he was maybe like a 6'4", 260-pound lineman, and you thought uh, maybe this this kid could could be a tackle down the road or maybe he could stay a tackle. Now you're looking at a young man who's 6'5", 318 pounds, 
And when you look at his build, he just kind of looks maybe a little bit more like a guard than a tackle. And I know that the old adage is you try him at guard, you know, you try him at tackle, and if they're not quick enough, you move him to guard. But do, do you see this as, as kind of a – do you see him as a, as a tackle? Do you see him as a guard? Do you see him as kind of a Cade Mays hybrid? How do you see him developing at Tennessee positionally? I think build-wise, there there are some similarities with with Cade Mays. Uh, you know, even even Trey Smith to some degree, and, that, and that's a guy that obviously played a lot of guard at Tennessee, but uh, was, was always I think capable of playing tackle. So, uh, yeah, I I think I, I see that multi-positional versatility in, in in Addison Nichols' game. He's played a lot of tackle in high school, as most big-time linemen do. If you're at least six three and you're a big-time prospect, you're probably playing tackle because there just aren't that many guys at the high school level. Uh, to force a guy like that to play inside unless unless he just wants to play there so so he's played a lot of tackle in high school he's six five I mean that's that's a good enough build uh, most places to play tackle so Tennessee has been recruiting him as a tackle uh, to your point though I think that's the big question about him exactly where will he fit in you know he's he's even getting some work this this year at center uh, to try to make it make himself uh, valuable in, in that way and 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 make make it a possibility for him to play any of the five positions on the offensive line. Essentially. I, I think he's that type of guy. We saw Cade Mays do it at Georgia where he essentially played all five spots. Um, he, he could play just about anywhere on the offensive line. Now at Tennessee, I think Addison Nichols probably ends up being that type of guy where tackles, maybe not the position you look at him and say, that's his best spot, but he could absolutely play it. And you wouldn't have many concerns about it um, if he does play there. So I, I think he, it's one of those wait and see type of things. Uh, he's got the build that just, you know, from, from the eye test, you look at him and say, okay, maybe guard is his best fit, um, but absolutely capable of playing tackle as he shows in high school. And uh, I think you, you get a lot of versatility with a guy like Addison Nichols that has the build, the length to do everything, but a skill set that maybe in the long run you say, man, he could be a really good guard if he continues to add the, you know, to the weight and physicality he already has. He could uh, he could be kind of a mauler in there at guard. Is there any way, Ryan, to to now get get kind of a beat on sort of the conditioning with this young man? And you know, talking about the way Tennessee plays offense, right? And if you want to contribute early as an offensive lineman at Tennessee right now under this system, you're gonna have to be able to to be in really good shape because they go fast and they get up and they go, and and that's a lot of work to to carry 310 or 320 pounds you know, that many times throughout the game at that rate of speed. Is this a young man who, you know, when you see him on film, when you hear things, do, do you think he could get himself in shape to contribute early? Or is this more of a guy who, you know, could take a couple of years before he really becomes a player? I, I think on the offensive line, until further notice, you always assume that it's going to take a little bit of time. But I, I think he has a chance to maybe play early. He, he's, you know, the, the weight isn't a concern. You know, some linemen, they need to come in and add 20 pounds. You don't have that with him. You know, will, will he need to reshape his body, continue to add muscle, improve his strength, all those things? Sure. I mean, uh, he's not he's not a guy who's out of shape by any means. He's not going to need to drop weight, I don't think. But he's he's going to need to continue to add to his strength levels just because that's where high school players are always behind uh, a college junior or senior. And that's why it's so tough for young guys to play on the offensive line right away. But he, he is maybe capable of that. So, you know, Tennessee's losing some guys, Cade Mays most likely, uh, after this year. Uh, you could certainly see him being in the mix for that next year, and, and we'll see if that uh, if it plays out that way. But I think he's at least a possibility because you know how talented he is, how highly ranked he is. He's he maybe gives you that chance uh, to play early. And, and Tennessee's not getting a lot of guys in this class on the offensive line who are who are real projects in that way. You know, I think we've saw we saw certainly this staff go after some leaner tackles, and and they're getting one 
in Brian Grant from Florida, who's who's maybe a little bit more of a project, who's not played on the offensive line in high school yet in a game. Um, so he's going to take some time to develop. But the other guys they've got, they, they've got some pretty well-developed guys physically. You know, Masai Reddick's 330 pounds or so. Uh, Mo Clipper, around 300 pounds. Addison Nichols, over 300 pounds. So that they're going to have a few guys that are at least physically capable of coming in and competing in the SEC right away. One of them, at least, could could be an immediate starter or or contributor. I think Nichols has probably as good of a chance as any of them. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But I think that's certainly his goal, and and I think Tennessee sees him as the type of guy who at least could, could be very much in the mix for that when he gets there. Does that surprise you as much as it surprises me, Ryan? Quickly before we go to break, I, we, we we're, we're overdue for a break here, but I just have to ask. It, it, it sort of surprises me, knowing the way Tennessee plays offense. I, I sort of thought they would be targeting a different kind of offensive lineman. Are you? Are you in that group too, or are you not as surprised as I am about this? Maybe slightly. You know, the, the thing about all three of those guys I mentioned that are 300 pounds or more, that you know, they're, they're, there's some versatility to their games. You know, Masai Reddick, probably a guard at Tennessee. Mo Clipper, they think he can play tackle, but always could end up at guard. Addison Nichols, they're, they're recruiting him as a tackle, but always could end up inside, as we said. So, so those are guys that that might not necessarily be tackles. I think when this staff is recruiting true tackles, um, you might see a little bit more of the 275, 285 types, uh, just depending on what's out there. But this staff has shown, I, I think it's more about, uh, it, it's about the total package. It's not just about getting a guy who's lean and, and athletic and, and figuring out the rest. I think this staff values intelligence. Uh, they value just overall uh, overall football skill sets, you know, they're, they're not just focused on getting a good athlete and figuring out the rest. They, they want a guy that can, that can handle everything they're going to throw at them. And one of those big things that we've talked about this before, Glenn Ellerby wants guys who can process things quickly on the field, who know the game, he gets them on campus. He wants to talk football and, and, and Addison Nichols got the chance to go through a private workout at Tennessee in June. Uh, where he worked with Glenn Ellerby, talked about the different drills he put him through, um, things with you know different bands and stuff like that that he hadn't done before in other workouts, and he's he liked that it was kind of different. Uh, so this staff knows what it's looking for, and it's not always a light, lean guy. Uh, it can be a heavier guy. It just depends on on the on the player. And so they they've shown they're willing to take you know different types of players, and I think they know in the SEC too. Realistically, you're just going to have to have some heavier guys. So I, I think this staff has shown they're willing to to recruit different types of linemen. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see in the future if this is more typical. But I think part of the reason for it is they, they got some guys who are a little more versatile, who can play guard and, and do some different things. And maybe in the future we'll see more tackles who are in that 285, 290 range at the most. I think that's an interesting question. I, it's just something that, that has surprised me a little bit. So I was wondering sort of what you thought about that because well, it just surprised me a little bit. Well, and to your point, it, it, these guys are all good athletes too. I think that's the key. It's you got to have athleticism. It's not that you can't recruit a guy that's 300 pounds plus, but you've got to get someone who's pretty athletic to play in this system to, to keep up with that fast-paced offense. Addison Nichols, you know, he, he's talked about it wasn't really a deterrent for him. He kind of likes the idea of playing in an offense like that. Uh, all these guys, I think, like the, like the challenge. Masai Reddick moves really well for a 330-pounder. They're, they're not getting guys who are – um, you know, heavy footed or anything like that, that you don't think can keep up in this type of system or who are going to take two years to get the conditioning, right. They're getting pretty good athletes who just happen to be 300 pounds or more in a few of these cases. So uh, you got to get athletes for sure in this system. And that's a, that's a fair point, but uh, sometimes that can be guys who weigh less than 280. And sometimes it can be guys who weigh 300 plus. I think it just shows you there are good athletes out there on the offensive line who kind of look a little bit different sometimes. 
I think we have got to get to break here, Ryan. We got a lot more we need to discuss about this. The the biggest, most touted commitment so far in Tennessee's class, getting Addison Nichols, the big offensive lineman from Atlanta. We got a lot more we need to discuss about this. But before that, we are way overdue for a break to listen to some products, services, in-house ads, and other things. So let's get to that. Hashtag ad. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com welcome back to the go vols 24 7 podcast brought to you by whatever product services and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break west rucker coming to you from fort rucker studio ryan callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center talking about tennessee adding a big big part of its 2022 recruiting class, the, the, the most touted prospect to this point, uh, right there down in Atlanta, greater Atlanta Christian, four-star offensive lineman Addison Nichols, uh, one of the you know, right there on the border of one of the top 100 prospects in the country, an offensive lineman who everybody basically wanted, a big, big gift for Tennessee, and we got a lot more to discuss about that. But before we do that, quick reminder, guys, if you could take about 90 seconds out of your day right now, go in there and subscribe to this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. There's nothing wrong with that. However you're listening, we, we appreciate it. We, no complaints. But if you could go in there on your, your smartphone, your tablet, your computer, your laptop, whatever you got, go in there, whether it's Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. And it, we do this for free, and we're happy to do it. But if you could just take a – just take a couple minutes and go in there, rate and review this podcast. That helps a lot more people, a lot more Tennessee fans find this podcast. So tell everybody you know about it, tell your friends about it. Uh, even if, if you got an enemy, if you don't love this podcast and you have an enemy, uh, tell them about this podcast and make them listen to it and trick them into it. And then you will still be helping us. So whatever way you want to slice it, you can help us at the Go Boss 24-7 podcast. We've been growing since we started this thing a few years ago. We're growing all the time. We love watching this stuff. But it helps us if you continue to do that. So please do that. That helps us out quite a bit. Ryan, this this addition for Addison Nichols, we've been talking about Tennessee really kind of trying to move the meter, right? And Tennessee – uh, up until you know last week is sitting there still in the in the low 40s right there around 40 nationally in the recruiting rankings and and we'll see there could be movement some guys lower in the class could get bumps you know as as people get out and see you know get out and travel more uh, get out and see more games uh, th- things can change right guys physically develop they're at a young age where where they still could change quite a bit so th- it's a fluid deal but regardless you know the receiver out of Memphis was a big deal um but Tennessee getting this kind of a prospect, it's an offensive lineman, so it's not like a necessarily a sexy position to a lot of people out there. But getting a player of this caliber with the interest other schools had in him, could this be something that kind of kicks a couple dominoes forward for Tennessee and gets things going in this class? 
Well, it, it's at least some, you know, as, as I mentioned before, some instant credibility for this staff. Uh, I, I think it's bigger. It's, it's in some ways as bigger. It's maybe bigger for the fan base than it is for other prospects, just to know this staff is capable of winning a battle like this. You know, will it, will it cause other players to follow in the 2022 class? You know, sure. You, you hope that's the case. Uh, if you're Tennessee, I don't know that that's likely to cause, uh, you know, uh, other guys to follow him, but he, I'm sure we'll do, we'll do his part to try to recruit some other guys. And uh, it, it's at least another highly ranked guy to add to, to, to this class that, that is not loaded with star power right now, but you, know, you have a highly ranked quarterback in Taven Jackson. Now you throw in uh, a, a near top 100 prospect in Addison Nichols. Uh, that, that shows the staff is capable of, of getting some big time players and both of them from out of state uh, certainly worth noting, even though Addison Nichols is, is a guy with multiple ties to Tennessee it's still an out-of-state player that you're going and pulling out of Atlanta. So that's a, that, that's a big win for multiple reasons. And, and, yeah, not the least of which is just the perception, what it does to say Tennessee beat out USC, Ohio State, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina for a guy uh, of this stature. So it's a, it's a nice pickup for Tennessee in, in terms of that and, and showing that Josh Heupel's staff, which, you know, it, fair or not, it's the biggest question this staff has had surrounding them uh, just because they've been at UCF before – uh, and really hadn't been tested at this level, uh, at least during Josh Heupel's time as a head coach. But, you know, can this staff recruit and beat out some big-time programs for this type of player? And at least in this case, with a guy with Tennessee connections, they've shown they can. Uh, you know, they got another player like that in, in a way in Cameron Miller, a guy who was legitimately in play for for Alabama for a while this year and uh, some other real, other big big programs definitely liked him, and, and I think he could have gone several places and Tennessee got him. So, you know, we've seen them do that. Taven Jackson, 30-plus offers. So they're showing they can win those types of battles. And to get a few of these in a year where, obviously, things are working against them, it's a feather in the cap for sure. And, and we'll see how much they get out of this, how much mileage it gives them uh, in recruiting other players. But it's at least something that, that gives them credibility to say, hey, we're building something good here. Look, other players are buying into it. Now you can too. It maybe is the type of thing that maybe doesn't cause other players to go to Tennessee but it gives them the okay that, hey, look, you're not going to be the only good player, uh, other, the only highly ranked player going here. We've had others that have already decided to join us. Now you can too. So I think it is a big deal to have that and certainly signals to fans that, that this staff can win some of those battles. Yeah, Ryan, unless one of those D linemen moves over to the O-line, I believe this is the fourth, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the fourth offensive lineman uh, in this class so far? That's correct. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to make sure about that because you never know. I mean, so a defensive lineman can move to the other side. You never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. Or you could have a deal where like someone like Daniel Hood goes from the O-line to the D-line. You never really know. But point being, as of now, it looks like this is the fourth offensive lineman in this class. How many will Tennessee take? Is this it? Are there one more, two more? Uh, could that? Are there variables in play? What, what could that mean going forward for O-line recruiting? Yeah, I, I think there's a real chance this is it. Uh, I think there's at least a possibility you, you keep the door open for a fifth, maybe, uh, if you find the right guy. I certainly don't think they would turn away someone that they really have coveted on the offensive line. So, uh, you know, if there ends up being a, a possibility out there that you could flip down the road, who's another you know, highly ranked guy, or, you know, they, they battled for Emory Jones out of Louisiana that, uh, that, that appears to be LSU bound. You know, that there are guys like that that they've recruited that if they could get them, they would definitely take them, I think. And, and there's a scenario where they could sign five offensive linemen, but is it a must in a class that might not be, you know, maxed out to capacity that might not, you know, just isn't going to fill every need they have on this roster. 
Uh, I don't think it's a must. So I, I think they clearly want a pretty good sized offensive line class. Uh, they, they do need some additional depth there. They need to restock the cupboard after losing Trey Smith and with the expected exit of Cade Mays and, and, and more guys after this season, uh, you've got to have sort of that next generation ready to step in and they've not signed particularly big offensive line classes the past two years. So you've got to start working on that and four at least gets you started in that direction. Uh, you know, if there's the right guy out there, if an in-state player emerges, uh, as, as we sometimes see happen in the fall uh, this year, you know, that maybe someone like that gets on the radar. Uh, you know, there's certainly or some Tennessee has shown interest in at times. Uh, Isaiah Reed out of Jackson that's committed to Louisville. You know, there are guys like that that maybe maybe Tennessee likes what they see from them this fall and decides to go after them. So can't rule out a possibility of someone else being in play, but I think there is at least a chance. Tennessee is done if they hold on to these four. Yeah, and Ryan, last thing I got, if this is a deal where, you know, this is the offensive line class, what do you think of this offensive line hall? Because, again, it's it, it's a – it's not a um, – it's, it's certainly still a fluid deal because, you know, you could see a lot of movement with some of these prospects, you know, going in through the season, right? I mean, th- this could be a deal where some of them, you know, go up there and rise up the rankings because they have just a huge year. Or, or, or maybe somebody, you know, comes into camp or something out of shape and he ends up not having a good year and he falls down the rankings. All those things are possible. But as it stands right now, if these are the four Tennessee gets, you know, what, what do you think of this offensive line class and what does adding a guy like Nichols mean to that group? Well, it, it's huge to get a guy like Nichols to cap it off for sure. It gives it gives uh, it gives that class again more you know more star power, more credibility in the eyes of fans who obviously look at the other guys and right now just see three stars. Um, and and fair or not, that's how fans will will often look at it. And until further notice, that that's that's what they are. Um, but this staff, I think, feels it's getting four pretty good ones uh, with all these guys. I think they're really happy with all four of them, honestly, um, you, they're, for different reasons, too. Uh, and and one, one thing I always look at, especially after a coaching change, how early were they on these players? Brian Grant was one of the first offensive linemen in this class they offered uh, back in early February. It might have seemed crazy to people at the time. It, it could have been just an offer that nothing came of it, but they stayed on him. They really liked him. They liked his uh, athleticism on the defensive line made him a priority and got him before anybody really got a chance to see him. And what happened? He goes on the road in June. Clemson and Florida State wanted to see him in camp. Florida State offered. It still might be one to keep an eye on with Florida State if they were to, maybe if they were to lose an offensive lineman from their class. You know, they're kind of loaded up on offensive linemen right now. But if they just like him that much this season, when they finally get to see him play a game on the offensive line, or if they lose somebody, Florida State still could be a concern for him. So I think that they're showing their early evaluation on him was good. Mo Clipper, another guy they offered in February, Really liked him. Uh, I think it was higher on the board than his than his rating might suggest. And they 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 beat out some some other good offers at least. You know, Georgia and Alabama had both offered him, so those were those are good programs. They at least had him on their board in some capacity. Um, and then you get a guy like uh, like Masai Reddick that is kind of a a typical summer uh, camp find where they they find him at a camp up in Michigan, made him a priority from that point, and got him to commit. You know, less than a month later, so. To, to get those three guys and then cap it off with a four-star in Addison Nichols, I, I think that's a pretty good haul uh, under the circumstances for sure, and we'll see if the rankings kind of validate those evaluations in the coming months. But I think Tennessee feels it's getting three players that in their minds are certainly better in Brian Grant, Masai Reddick, and, and, and Mo Clipper in particular, probably better than their rankings would suggest. And as we talk about all the time, offensive line is one of those positions that's just often hard to evaluate, hard to project because it's such a developmental position guys outperform their rankings all the time at that spot and vice versa sometimes. So I, I think Tennessee, there's certainly a real chance we're looking back on this class as a, as a pretty good foundational class 
for this offensive line going forward. Ryan, you got anything else? I just wanted to make sure that this is such a, a big get for Tennessee and a big moment. I want to make sure there's nothing I, I left out. Is there anything that, that you needed to, to add to this before we step out of here? Uh, no, nothing major, but, you know, it, again, one of those situations where you follow the visits, you, you, you follow which teams are, are going after a guy and recruiting him the best. Uh, he, he mentioned back in May a couple times, Tennessee and USC had done the best job of recruiting him to that point. I think those are the two teams that in some ways caught his attention more than any others. And so uh, it wasn't just about the connections. Tennessee had to had to earn this one, and they did. And uh, and at the end of the day, he visited Tennessee like six times as a recruit. Uh, we say follow the visits for a reason. It tends to happen that way where when a player gets, just gets more and more familiar with the school, it's easier to envision him there. So even though some of those visits were much earlier in his recruitment with a different staff, I think it all added up to making him more and more comfortable with Tennessee and that, that, that one out in the end. So uh, give this staff credit and, and give Tennessee credit uh, from both staffs for making him a, a priority for more than two years and getting him to, to spend time in Knoxville repeatedly. And the, the family ties certainly helped a lot in the end too. Yeah. Going somewhere five, six, seven times makes it even harder to, to, to tell that staff. No, that's <laughs> just sort of common sense. You make that many trips and make that much effort. That's, you know, that, that's follow the visits for a reason, right? No question. Ryan, appreciate it, man. Unless you got anything else. Nope, uh, that's, that's a good place to leave it, I think. Thanks a lot. I uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ryan. And if I could find that button, where is it? Where is it? There it is. There it is. Thank you all for listening. We always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news on your feed, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govols 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govols 24-7. Facebook dot com slash go balls 24 7 let's try to say it correctly where you got stuff there all all day every day every hour tons of stuff on there not just tennessee stuff on there but mostly tennessee stuff on there stuff that we think vols fans would be interested in uh, or if you want that best most delicious just just the, the sparkling clear tennessee smoky mountain spring water go get that directly at goballs247.com the best site on all of al gore's internets for coverage of tennessee football football recruiting basketball basketball recruiting tennessee baseball all things lady vols where maria cornelius does an excellent job covering all things lady vols for us we got two forms running around the clock we got the checkerboard and the summit that are open 24 hours a day seven days a week thousands of tennessee fans across the world discussing all kinds of things on there and we uh, the, the the members of the staff are on there as well just about all day uh, you'll see at least one of us on there at any given time we will be there to answer your questions on anything doesn't have to be vols related doesn't have to be sports related as long as it's not political or religious in nature fire away that's what we're there for that's what we're there for and you get that all of that a couple dozen stories a day everything all the bells and whistles the 24 7's got to offer cbs sports network all of it all of it for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month and you can go there for a for a free trial to check us out there for a few days and most of the time people do that they end up staying because of the product and we're happy about that that's why we offer it that's why we're here to get y'all there to read that stuff and be a part of our community. It's been great, especially for a lot of people uh, during the, the all the COVID-19 stuff. It's been a godsend, frankly, for a lot of people. There's been lots of stuff to discuss. And if you do that, you pay us the, the price of less than one medio- mediocre lunch per month. You, you do that, you get access in perpetuity, commercial-free, to Paramount+, Plus, which used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount+, Plus, which is CBS Viacom's streaming platform. 
tons and tons of stuff on there. Tons of movies, new movies, old movies. Every show CBS has ever made commercial free. Tons of Paramount Plus exclusive shows that are only on there that are really good stuff. Picard, a bunch of other really, really good stuff like that on there. Uh, you also got live sports, including uh, Tennessee sports, so Vol Sports, SEC sports. You got, um, you know, NCAA basketball, March Madness, NCAA tournament, NFL, PGA Tour, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, all of that. All of that included. Also, on top of that, you get stuff from the archives of uh, MTV, BET, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, all that. It's a $100 annual value in your pocket that we give you for free. No one else can do that. We can. So go check that out. If you don't hear from us soon, guys, uh, if there's no more breaking news, you should hear from us by Thursday, I suppose. So until then, wash your freaking hands. Keep an eye on those COVID numbers. Keep your distance. Let's get through this. Football is almost here. Let's actually enjoy the season. We all got to do our part. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.